Hey everyone, just wanted to let you know real quick, we are hosting our first online happy hour for Rumcast patrons on Wednesday, April 27th. So if you want to join us and other listeners to talk all things rum and probably drink a little bit as well, head over to patreon.com slash the rumcast to become a patron. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the rumcast. All right, now on to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Rumcast. We are, of course, the podcast that talks all things rum-related with the people who love and shape it. And uh, two of those people who love it are myself, yours truly, John Gullah, and with me, as always, Will Hookinga. We have a really fun show topic lined up for us today, talking about 10 really great budget-friendly rums. But before we get to that, uh, Will, how are things on your end up there, and what have you been up to lately? They're good, John. Nice, nice, lovely little introduction. You know, what's new for me lately, I actually was able to do something for the first time, I guess it was two weeks ago now. Time is um, a strange concept to me. I I took like two weeks off from work and was doing various things and and now I'm getting back into it and I'm just all over the place. Um, Dog setting a puppy this weekend. Things are Think things are a little wild. You need more rum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nothing a little more rum can't fix, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I had all the rum I could handle um, a couple weeks back. I was able to judge a tasting competition Ooh. for the first time ever, which was something I won't lie. I was a little intimidated about doing it. I think yeah. I shared on the podcast in the past that over uh, maybe the past couple of years, I really tried to improve at analytical drinking a little bit which is right you know something i need to be in the mood for to do i don't i'm not the type of person who every time i sit down to drink i pull out a notebook and like sure. you know scribble down notes and stuff a lot of times i just want to relax and you know enjoy what i'm tasting but not overly you mm-hmm. know be overly analytical about it however i have found in having a podcast about rum and in just talking to producers more and more it's really handy to be able to describe what you think about the way something tastes and that's kind of a skill that you have to work at so i've been working at it but the uh, mounting challenge of tasting about maybe 70-ish spirits over the course of two days and having to write down notes and scores and things for all of them and try to be as as thoughtful as I Mm -hmm. possibly can because, Mm -hmm. you know, people are submitting, entering this because they want feedback and things like that. So Mm -hmm. trying to, taking it more seriously than I ever have at home probably. But anyway, this was the American Craft Spirits Association annual judging of craft spirits. So it's going to be all products made in the U.S. However, Mm -hmm. uh, they do accept entries into the competition that may be sourced from outside of the U.S. So, you know, it would be possible to encounter a Jamaican rum, for example, in this competition. And that's just independent bottlers are bringing it in? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So over the course of two days, like I said, uh, I was at the rum table. It wasn't 100% rum the whole time, but the first day was basically 90% devoted to rum. So tasted a whole bunch of rum. And tasting competitions are one of those things that I've always looked at a little bit sideways. And I think lots of people like you and me, you know, who love rum Mm -hmm. and want to know about 
the best rum. We see rums that are winning. And, you know, we notice this phenomenon where it's like almost every rum out there has some kind of award, right? Even the ones that you don't really think are that good. And, you know, part of the reason for that is because there's no there's no single standardized way of all these competitions to be run. So you have competitions that some hand out tons and tons of medals. Everyone gets a medal. Exactly. Um, Others are much more strict, but it's really hard as a consumer to kind of understand which ones are worth paying attention to, which ones are not. Uh, You and I were actually texting a couple weeks back. uh, Our our friend of the podcast, Lance Sewersbotler from The Lone Caner, had a really great article about yeah. the uh, 2022 Spirits Business Rum and Cachaca Masters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought his article was full of great points. We actually, I, I think we're going to try to have Lance on at some point in the future to talk about all this in more detail. We should, but anyway, yeah. I, I was heading into this competition really hoping to find something that I felt wasn't just handing out medals left and right, actually had rules and things that made sense and, mm-hmm. you know, would would make it done in a way that consumers could actually learn something meaningful from the results of it. Okay. And I did walk away. I was really impressed with the way they ran it. I, I thought it was done really fairly and never felt any pressure at all to award medals and things like that. Right. And just to give you kind of an overview of how their system works. So I'm at a table with three other people. And this is also the other thing that I thought was really cool. And I was surprised a bit so I was at this table that did run. Friend and former guest of the podcast, Zan Kong, joined me. So I thought oh, okay. it was I thought it was really cool that this uh, competition for you yeah. know American made craft spirits brought in someone from the Caribbean mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. has that uh, that is experience. Cool. You know, um, obviously Zan's Zan's from Worthy Park. If you're not familiar with him, go back and, and listen to our interview with Zan. And then Jason Zeno, who is an American distiller, he actually is the distiller behind Sheremy Rum, which I wrote an article about recently. Uh, fresh cane juice rum out of Louisiana. And then a woman named Tanika Reeves was the fourth judge. Uh, she is part of uh, a group called Cocktail Band- Bandits. Their emphasis is on cocktails and that sort of culture and everything. Okay. So I thought you really had these four very different perspectives. You had Zan, who has that, you know, working for a Caribbean rum brand experience. You had Zeno, who is an actual distiller making rum, bringing right. his perspective. Right. Uh, you had Tanika, who has this great cocktail uh, perspective. And, and Bianca, I mean, she's not just knowledgeable in cocktails. Like, that's just what her sure. her main thing focuses on. Um, and then somehow I was there. I, I, don't, <laughs> I was probably bringing the least to the table, but um, I'm, you know, I'm just this guy with a podcast. So, yeah. so wait, four, so there's just four judges for, for this? Per table. There's, uh, I want to say, like eight or nine different tables and stuff okay. like that. And so all right. basically you're all tasting together. Um, you each make your scores independently. You have some discussion at the end because there's a, a, a number assigned to it. So it's a 100-point mm-hmm. scale. 70 to 79 uh, is a bronze. 80 to 89 is a silver. And 90 and above is a gold. Right. Um, and I, do, I don't want to spend too much time talking about this, but I do want to talk about... So they gave basically descriptions for what each of those metal thresholds are. And and here's one of the things that impressed me was, uh, so bronze metal, what that translates to is very good. This is a very well-made spirit showcasing strong quality, celebrated as standing out above the ordinary and every day. So just getting a bronze to me meant like 
this is a very good spirit. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's beyond just the regular. Um, silver is supposed to be outstanding. Uh, gold is supposed to be exceptional, which they describe as a rare achievement uh, as a standout at the top of the industry. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say too much about you know the scoring and like how many rums got what and like what rums were there because they have they haven't released that publicly yet. Right. Um, I will say it was all blind for us judges and each spirit had like a corresponding number. And so like if you tasted something that you thought was really good or maybe really not so good and you were really curious to find out what it was, you could make a little note in your notepad just what number. And sure. then at the end of the judging and everything, they take you into a back room mm-hmm. that has everything and you can walk around, you can retaste stuff. Yeah. So that was really cool. The curtain is lifted. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I will say the the highest... Thing that I awarded was an 85, um, which people may okay. listen to that and be like, wow, that's really low. But again, going back to the definitions here, 85 is outstanding. Uh, they describe the silver as an exciting spirit that deserves to be highlighted for skill, talent, and quality. So I didn't find something that I assigned a gold. Um, other people at my table did. Uh, But the cool part was we're able to discuss that and like, you know, if someone really feels strongly about something, you can kind of like have that debate and people can have an opportunity to adjust accordingly if they want to. Hmm. Um, But I'll just say like overall it was it was it was really challenging tasting that many spirits all at once and again trying to be thoughtful and everything. But ACSA did a phenomenal job putting it together. It was in Charleston, uh, High Wire Distilling hosted us there. And um, yeah, a great experience. Are, are you swigging and spitting after all these? Or yeah, pre- yes. you, you pretty much have to, right? You, you do. I mean, I have to. <laughs> I would say <laughs> everyone who everyone at my table was doing that. I probably spit about ninety to ninety-five percent of the time. Yeah, I would you know save a swallow if I really wanted to enjoy something a little bit more, or just yeah. if I was really you know struggling trying to pick up something. I might give it a swallow, um, mm. but I actually, you know, that was a style of tasting that I wasn't entirely accustomed to. So I spent a lot of time practicing my uh, right. Oh, my, okay. My swig you, and spit uh, you, before you the practice your your spit game. Wow, I did because I you know, I'd be at a table of people spitting in front of them. I had That's to like, true. make sure That's it wasn't fair. like looking and sounding disgusting while doing yeah. it. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure there is a great way to not sound disgusting doing that, but you know, I get, I get it. You know, you you're, you're all kind of doing it. Eventually, it becomes white noise. You know. Yeah, yeah. Do you get to keep your infinity spit cask there that that you end with, or no, you could if you it. want? Each of us had our own little cup, and then we had a dump bucket in the middle. So. Oh, yeah. oh, it was a communal dump bucket. Got I will it. say you yeah. have to be careful because you have so many glasses there in front of you and like different things that like there was and you have like a glass of water as well. There yeah. were several times where I picked up my spit cup and like almost took a sip of it, like while oh. trying to reach for water or something oh, like man. that. So, yeah. Did did you get uh, did your palate get tired at some point? And, and if so, like, how did you address that? Like, did you like get up and walk around and stretch or like? There was a moment where Zan and Zeno both got up and did push-ups, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> um, I, I didn't end up doing that, but they, they have like um, pine nuts and just like plain as can be, almost like communion wafer type crackers. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So you have those. I, I would say like I was, by the end of each day, I was pretty tired of tasting, but I, I never felt what I would describe as like extreme palate fatigue okay. it's not okay. like i hit a point where i was just like man i just can't get in. i've got nothing left uh i will say at the end of the day the last thing i wanted was to to drink more spirits so right. <laughs> we ended up uh, uh both both days going uh to this this dive bar in charleston called the recovery room or the rec room for short 
and they sell more 12 ounce PBR cans than any other place in the world for eight years running. They have a big really? banner for it. Yeah. Huh. So hit up the dive bar, uh, had, had to, had to have a couple of PBRs. Uh, but that's all I wanted after a long day of cold spirits was just uh, not cold spirits of drinking spirits. It was a cold beer that I didn't have to think about. Huh? And you went for PBR. That's right. Yeah, I did. It was great. They, they sell <laughs> Nothing more wrong with that. No, how, no. how many other yeah. chances would I have to, to drink a, a PBR in the place that sells more 12 ounce cans than anywhere else in the world? Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. That's, I guess that's fine. Uh, not, not probably not my choice for, I don't drink very much beer, so, uh, can't call me a beer connoisseur. That's for sure. Uh, but interesting to hear. And, and uh, I'm excited to, to kind of hear as let's say you do another one in the future, how that changes and how you develop over time, mm. uh, with, with getting more used to things and how, d- if you get to do a different competition and judge how that compares. So it sounds like an awesome experience and I'm glad you were able to do it. It's interesting. So one other question I had before we move on was price a factor at all? Price, price was not a factor. I would figure it wouldn't be, but like, how does that play into, you know, as you see the reveals? Sorry, I cut you off, but yeah. No, no, I I would say that the amount of information you were given was basically like age information in terms of like length of time Mm -hmm. aging. It wasn't mm-hmm. always specific, but it might be like four years and under, for example, or something like that. And with rum, they also always gave the base sugarcane material, whether it was you know molasses or cane juice or whatever, they told you that, and they gave you the proof as well. Mm-hmm. So that was the information you had. Yeah, price okay. was not really something to factor in in terms of they, the they didn't group them in terms of categories. No. Okay. No. So, right. so it's entirely just like taste and that's it right well you can imagine that would be unfair in certain ways if you have a a certain rum that is again price is determined by a lot of things but you know something that is coming in at full proof and like you said they they do uh have proof as part of a factor there so i get that but yeah we know that price is a factor in our everyday buying habits right and for for rum connoisseurs and so i asked that question because i think it kind of feeds into what we were talking about today and excited to to address exactly which is our our top five for this episode which usually will we do top three I know. But today, today it's top five. We had to extend is, it a little bit. It's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting for me. We are talking about our five picks for rums under $30. That that was the main like idea. We came up with a yeah. few more qualifiers, which we'll get into yeah. after the break. But that that was the, the genesis of this. Um, let's talk about which rums we think are the best under $30 mm-hmm. and see where the conversation takes us yeah so on that note uh let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and dive into kind of how we uh split these up and came up with categories for it So we are back getting ready to jump into our discussion of our five. I don't know. Like, 
I, I think I said best before we went into the break. Maybe it's just favorite. You you and I always like yeah. I feel like quibble about these words. I usually lean towards favorite, so I don't know why I said best, but I think this is just I think the way we came up with this was kind of if we had to build our own little personal bar of right. five rums uh, all under thirty dollars. Right. With a few more qualifiers we'll get into in a second. Like what would we pick for it? So Exactly. I, I guess, you know, I don't know if favorite is the right word best, but these are like five good rums <laughs> we can say that <laughs> way i think how did you yeah, think about pre- this preferred uh, so you know i i take issue with the word best in the way that you're saying also i'm not sure that i went for the best mm-hmm. um i i went for something that i think like you said it makes sense i'm picking five rums all uh, with those constraints the under 30 dollars and then we didn't mention this yet but we also had talked about we want at least one of them to be unaged mm-hmm. one of them to be a cane juice space mm-hmm. and they ha- all have to be from different countries right so our five have to be each from different countries i can't pick five from barbados which if there were less constraints maybe i would pick two from barbados because you know i like barbados rum well, so I, I will admit my list i i, I somehow we came up with that qualifier <laughs> yeah. and then right before yeah. we started i I was like, oh, crap, I have two Jamaican rums in this. Hold on. I have to, to redo my list real quick. So, Well, at least you can count because I had six somehow yeah, well, and I had to cut it down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, apologies to the one that I just had to cut right before we started. I'll get to that in a second. But we can we can do I, after. Yeah. 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 I, I do. Runner think, up. I, I do think one thing about this, you know, you were talking about, I don't know if this is the five best necessarily yeah. or even favorite. One it's thing not, that yeah. I factored in was how these rums work together. Because I was imagining this as, like, I have to build a five-bottle bar, essentially. So, like, I'm not going to have stuff outside of these. That was kind of how I thought about it. So, Mm -hmm. I I needed to go for some versatility, even just to hint a little where this is going. Maybe even, like, blending factored in a little bit. I just needed some options. So, that factored (laughs) in as well. I did, I did that also. So I, I went for versatile and tried to make things to, in a similar way of saying, if I only had five bottles available and these were the constraints, how would I build that? So yes, I did that. And also, you know, this was a struggle for me, really. And if you're a listener to us and Will, you know this, you, you've been trying to pin me down for quite a while when it comes to uh, money and, and value. Cause you're I tough to pin to, down. You're like a greased pig. <laughs> I, t- I tend to go for the... I'm a greased pig who likes higher end rums, apparently, that are expensive. Uh, Have you ever seen a greased pig chase by the way do, do the is that a thing like yeah an actual thing maybe maybe this is just another one of those no, southern no, no. The things only, the that, only yeah I, I i discover oh wait that's that's just the south <laughs> yeah well i mean hey i'm here in the south but no in miami the, oh, I mean, the closest florida, i would get to a, florida is its own universe florida's, yeah though. that's true the closest I get to a, a full pig is uh, cooked in a cajachina, they call it down here, which is like the, you know, the, the mojo pork. Yeah, I think uh, I'd rather pig. attend, oh, attend that's that much better. Than, uh, than a greased pig chase. <laughs> yeah, you can have some good rum with that. So anyways, yes, that was a little bit more of a challenge, but uh, I did find what I think are rums in my list that you can sip as well as mix. So yeah. that was kind of an additional point for me was, can I be happy with these sipping them neat and knowing that you know yes there are better rums out there that cost more money but this was the the self-imposed uh, right. restriction so we got a budget for this one y- yeah speaking of budget how did you verify your pricing on this i thought about price that they are typically available to to me in my market but i okay. also you know, I used Google. I looked at stores that come up like Benny's and Astor Wines and places like that. Okay. And there were a couple. Th- there's there's one rum in particular that I technically 
I don't know anyone around me who sells it for less than $30, but it is available for under $30 in some places. So I got it, got it on my list. Okay, that qualifies. How did, how did you do it? I, I did it similar. So I did uh, the first thing I did is I actually went to three local stores near me. Oh wow! Just okay. to look at, at and research, not only because I hadn't been to them in a while, but also as part of the research for this, and just to see because I know that especially mom and pop stores or or smaller places, man, prices swing wildly sometimes. Yeah. You can see, you know, easily $5 difference in a bottle uh, sometimes with those. So I wanted to just see what that was like. And then ultimately, I went back like you did to the to the bigger sites. So Total Wine is a big, huge chain down by us and huge selection. So I used them online. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you said, Aster, but I used Pikes. I still like Pikes better. I think the selection is just as good, if not better. And I like the pricing better sometimes, too. I, I mean, uh, I like Pikes because they'll ship to me and Aster won't. Right, so there's that. Right. <laughs> and then I also, which you may not have done, Will, I used the Whiskey Exchange. Oh, okay. So looking, looking for UK pricing, too. I tried to, yeah, broaden my horizons just a little bit for those outside of the US to see how this would apply. I know, you know, availability is also a problem with, mm-hmm. with some of that. But I tried to make a list that I thought was fairly widely available. Uh, okay. even outside the U.S. in most cases. And then hopefully the pricing aligns there for the most part. So I did the best I could. I appreciate the the dedication and the effort. I mean, going to three separate stores, checking multiple websites. You took this seriously. I did. I did. When you give me a restriction, Will, under 30, I went under 30. Like Good. I made sure. It's so nice to see that I've whipped I, you into shape a little bit. I don't want to hear any of your shit. After, about... after 50, 51 episodes together. <laughs> Um, well, I think that's enough kind of talking about the, the qualifications and everything. Let's just, let's just start with our picks let's do it. and I'm, I'm throwing it over to you first, actually, to kick us off. Okay. Uh, so my list starts out with one that maybe I don't think you might expect. Okay. Uh, and also before we get to our list, do we think we're going to have any crossover here? I'm thinking I tried really hard not to. So I did I'm gonna too. Say, I'm going to say zero crossover. I, I know you a little bit, and so I, I tried to to go away from stuff. But I also think we have some differing opinions with these, yeah. like like some that I went to right away. I was like, uh, John won't pick this. So, <laughs> so I, I'm going to agree. I don't think we're going to have any all right. crossover. All right. All right. So my first one, Barbancourt 8. Wait, where so, are you getting that under $30, man? I, hey, I researched this extensively. It is Barbancourt 8 is under $30. I found it mostly at like twenty five. Really? Yes. I'm just typing this into. Uh, Please into do while I'm talking. Yeah. So I, I don't think this will surprise many people because I think this is a well known rum that is a good rum. Oh uh, damn! But you're I, right. Total wine yeah. twenty nine ninety nine. Yes, and I saw it for twenty five at some other places. All right. Um, all right. Okay. Okay. I, I do think this one gets lost in the shuffle somewhat. But that said, I think it's a mainstay and one that I think shouldn't be forgotten because of its quality and its uniqueness. Hmm. So to me, Barbancourt is a really versatile spirit. You can enjoy it neat. You can find many uses for it in the bar, I think. We've talked about this in our episode on Barbancourt before, but it's a cane juice product. I was about um, to ask, are you using this for your cane juice rum? I mean, I, why wouldn't I? I well, mean, I just didn't know you might, you might you know, want another one. I, I think the whole, only reason I ask that is because yeah. to me, even though those rums are made from cane juice, they don't scream cane juice. They don't. And that was that was kind of the point here is that even though it's a cane juice rum, mm-hmm. it's not an agricole, nor does it really bring you that agricole type of profile. Yeah. In fact, I think it tastes far closer to what a molasses-based rum kind of tastes like yeah. with maybe a little bit of some of the, the hints of the fresh cane juice profile lingering in the background. And you know what's a nice thing? It's 43% ABV. 
yeah. which I always appreciate. And while I, I do very much like the Barbancourt 15, I think the Barbancourt 8 stands out as excellent, really, for what it's bringing and the price that you can get it for. And for that reason, I think this should be a staple in really every connoisseur's bar and, and a really unique rum that, that belongs in this list. Yeah, I, I get this pick. Um, I won't quibble with it. For, for me, that rum has always... There's this little note I get from it that I just... Mm-hmm. It's just not my favorite. And the way I describe it is going to make it sound more negative than it actually is. But it's almost like kind of like a singed plastic kind of note to it. Yeah. And it just it just bugs me a little bit. And so that's why that rum has never been one that like I go back to again and again like i I still have a bottle in in my bar downstairs right now um Mm. but not not what i would pick for this assignment but i respect the decision it is uh it's after all you know it's uh it's a key rum of the world according to lance's key rum series that's right I, i agree it belongs there all right so let's move on to your your first pick all right my first pick is um it's actually a rum i've never talked about on this show before And it's one that kind of is like kind of odd and off to the side of all the rums that come from this place. And it's it's kind of it's 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 kind of like the the freaky little sibling or something. I don't know. But it's Uh, it's what do you think you know what this is? I think I might. And I'm hoping it's not. I'm hoping we what do you think we have? Well, I won't. Is it a Barbados rum? It is. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Okay, so this is. RL Seals 10-year rum. Hey, okay. No, we're okay. It's <laughs> different. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as we started this, I knew it was inevitable that I would choose something from Foursquare that's in that 20 to just under $30 range. Yep. Because I've said this before, I think they do that range right there. Yep. Uh, like, like I think among you know nerdy rum circles that's not that's not the range that gets talked about the most what gets talked about the most is like the ecs series and stuff like yeah, that of course, um, right although doorlies gets talked about all the time yep. but anyway i think they do that 20 to 30 30 dollar range like the amount of flavor you get for the low cost they do it probably better than anyone else right now i think I and think so. Mm-hmm. I think the two picks that get talked about the most here are Dooley's XO and Dooley's 12. 12 year. Mm-hmm. I really like Dooley's 12, but in going back and comparing these a little bit, the, the 10 year, first of all, it, it, you can get it around 26 bucks. Like it varies. It's somewhere in that like, you know, 25 to 28 to 29 range. Like a lot of Foursquare products, blend of pot and column still. As far as I can tell, no unconventional cask types used in the blend. Dooley's right. 12 has that little bit uh, of the blend that's aged in Madeira casks. Mm-hmm. Dooley's XO has mm-hmm. uh, Oloroso Sherry cask involved. This rum is also, in the U.S., it's still sold at 43% ABV. I don't know if that's changing or not. I know in the U.K. and EU now, it's sold at 46%, which I'd love to be able to have this at 46%, but just getting it at 43% is nice. And to me, it's it's slightly less woody than Dooley's 12, and it's significantly more flavorful than Dooley's XO is. Actually, as much as I see Dooley's XO get recommended a lot, I, I've never really loved it that much. Um, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just a little one note to me personally. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people disagree with that, but Dooley's 12 for a long time has been my go-to. And this one just more recently, I think kind of the, the wacky bottle turned the me off a little bottle. bit. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it's a little, you, know, uh, you and I disagree about bottles a lot. I was curious to get your opinion on that <laughs> bottle. Um, it's, it's, it's supposed to uh, look like a leather flask of old, right. apparently. To me, it always, it reminds me of that Salvador Dali painting, the persistence <laughs> of uh, time or whatever time. It is. is it yeah. persistence of time or persistence of 
memory. Um, Maybe, yeah. The one with the melting clock. The clock, yeah. Because it looks like a bottle that's melting to me. But And it's also like another thing I hadn't noticed about it until I was really just kind of analyzing it more is the, the bottle is pitch black dark. To the point that even if you hold it up to like a window or light mm-hmm. or something, you cannot see anything inside the bottle. So you cannot huh. tell how much is left in there, which is always a little bit maddening to me. <laughs> um, but that said, it's just, to me, it's it's such a great easy drinker. There's There really is a lot of flavor in there for the price. And it there has is. this yeah. amazing mouthfeel. It's like so creamy. And just for the price, I just think it's a wonderful rum. And I'm actually, I, I still haven't gotten the new 12-year that I've been seeing more over here yeah. in the U.S. now. It's, I just saw it this weekend, actually, it, finally. It's a significant yeah. step up. It, it's almost double the price. So yeah. I'm kind of interested to try that. But for now, I just think that rum, when it comes to Barbados rum and, and what it is, uh, it's it's tough for me to think of one in that price range that I like better. And um, yeah, so I'm I'm really happy to have it in my bar, e- even if you know the the bottle is is a little uh, ridiculous. <laughs> it's a fun talking point, at least I, I guess. Yeah, it is ridiculous. I, I I will go with you on that. In my bottle, I mean ridiculous in a positive way. Uh, you know, it's eh, playful. Maybe. It's fun. It's it's it not is, necessarily right. my style, but you know, it's post postmodern in a weird way, right? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, it's not my favorite in terms of the bottle design for some reason. I do appreciate how unique it is and how they went really off uh, the normal with it, and it does stick out, of course. And people do ask about it. A- anyhow, so this is my thoughts on that pick. It, it's a good pick. I own this bottle and I appreciate this bottle very much. But I'm also going to tell you, I think you're wrong. But it sounds um, like you have a, a, a barbed pick in this price range that you think is better well okay half of that sentence is true mm-hmm. so let me tell you first before i move to mine because i'll start I'll, I'll jump up my barbados picks here so we can talk about it but okay. I, first of all i still think you're wrong i think dorley's 12 is better i i did a recent comparison of both of these uh because i own them both and i felt like the seals is good like you said there's definitely a more straight you know ex-bourbon cast type of profile to it and the the Dorley's 12 has something else there uh, with the finish, but I just find the Dorley's 12 is more pleasurable for sipping. I I, I find it's more complex. It, like you said, you you thought the the seals was more, and maybe I do, sometimes yeah. it just just comes down to you know that night or whatever. But consistently, I've picked the Dorley's 12 over the seals for whatever reason in this price range. I will say I want to make one little comment here. This is a small four square complaint, and I know this is something. I think I feel like Richard kind of revels in this. Foursquare and its products need a website. There needs to be like a single source of truth in terms Wait, of like there's there's not a website. No, like there's Foursquare? not a website. There's not a Foursquare website. There's not a Dorley's website. There's not an RL Seals website. And it's not the website that I want. I just want a single source of accurate information about right. each bottle because every time when I want to go back and make sure like you know, oh, it's XO that has sherry and yeah. it's uh, it's Dorley's 12 yeah. that has Madeira. Yeah. You end up yeah. having to read like six different review sites and like right. the information is always like slightly inconsistent between them or sometimes it's yeah. dated and it's just like, I well, want you, the single source of truth, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. for the company that's all about transparency and is very transparent. Just like make mm-hmm. it easy for me to like get the details quickly when I need them, you know, that's, 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 that's a, my one that, small complaint. Yeah, that's a fair Fair point. I would say that you can, uh, of course, uh, if you're on Facebook, go straight to the source and Richard Seal will answer you anytime you have a question because uh, he is really, really good about that. Um, but you're right. As a, as a repository, obviously, that, that would be super valuable. And uh, yeah, so uh, Richard, get on it. We need it. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So with that said, is yeah. is your is your pick then Dwarlis Twelve? Uh, no, no, oh. it is not. No, okay, it is not. Do you Will. even have a Barbados pick? I do. And guess what? What? It's from Foursquare Distillery. This is so. I, let me, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the reveal here. I could have easily picked Dorley's Twelve here, and I think I would have been justified to do so based on our conversation. Mm-hmm. But instead, I went with one that isn't talked about quite as much. Okay. As this, and it's not the RL Seals Ten Year either. It's Old Brigand Black Label Superior. Interesting. You know what? Do you can, know can about I, this? Can I admit to you that I've never had that bottle before, and I okay. actually I saw it in uh total wine recently because mm-hmm. it was the first place i'd ever seen it in the nashville area and i was like yep. i'll have to try that sometime but i still so, haven't i knew it was a four square product yep. and also did you know that the rl seal bottle and it has that little metal circle in it and it that has the old brigand guy his face oh. is on that little circle no i never noticed that detail that's that's a good one so yeah i mean there's some similarity here so we're we're kind of lining up a little bit it's it's also a pot column blend like most of four square rums are um but unlike the rl seals and the dorleys there's no age statement on this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that and it sticks to the 40 percent abv although i i heard somewhat recently that there was a bump to 43% ABV in Old Brigand. I just haven't seen it on any store shelves yet. Okay. So it, it, I saw Richard make a comment saying, no, it's getting the bump to 43. Yeah, uh, I think so it sounds like that's almost becoming like standard for standard a lot of their stuff, them. which right, I think is, right. is a great trend that I'd like right. to see from more producers. Yeah. So anyway, it's at 40%, no age statement. I think it's a blend of five years-ish, three to five years, something like okay. that. But anyhow, the, the no age statement and the 40% ABV are what's different here. But for $18 a bottle, I have to say, this is a really good Barbados rum, and uh-huh. it might be the best value of them all. Really? So, so well, you know, when I say really good, look, the ECS series obviously is in a different league. And the Dorley's 12, I still think I enjoy more. Sure. So again, going back to that best and favorite conversation, this is not my best and favorite. But again, at a value of roughly $18, if you have a friend who has yet to jump into any Barbados rum, this is a great place to start for a cheap price, ticket price to get in on mm-hmm. this. And you really do get a sense of what the Barbados rum uh, from Foursquare Distillery can do. It's a great option. So, so, so what you're telling me then is this is essentially a pick you made for the sake of the show in that you could have chosen Dorley's 12, yes. which you like better, and yes. it is under $30, but yes. this one is under $20, and it's one that you think more people should know about. Right. That's a great encapsulation. And what I'm saying here is I'm also trying, you know, we talk a lot about Dorley's 12 already. So I wanted to kind of jump into some things that I've tried. I'll Mm -hmm. I'll say full disclosure, I don't own a bottle of it, but I have had at least twice. Okay. uh, I've I've tried this rum. And again, I'm like, yeah, this is, it's four square rum. It's good. And yet somehow you still haven't bought a bottle? I haven't bought a bottle yet because I already have so much of it, and I, you know, I need to drink some some more. I need some help. Anybody who's in Miami area, you need to drink some Barbados Four Square Rum. Come hit me up. So anyway, there's one thing I did want to say, and you mm-hmm. kind of mentioned it. Funny enough, we did uh, do a little bit of similar thinking here, and it that's the the, the piratey style of marketing on this uh-huh. label. I'm not a super fan of. Same. Uh, you know, the Same. old old uh, brigand uh, eye patch guy. The whole feel of it, like. Uh, I don't, I don't really care about that. But I get that it's going to lead some people who are less familiar with that and more familiar with rum as being 
ugh, as much as we hate to uh, uh, say it, that they, they think of rum in that way. Right. People who are less in the, the hobby or, or connoisseurs. So, you know, I understand how it's bringing some people in. But yeah, if you have someone who's looking to get introduced to Barbados rum and Foursquare rum, it, it, there really is a fantastic option here. And it shouldn't be forgotten among the many others that are available. Well said. All right. So should we should we move on? You want to hear my next pick? Let's do it. So this is what ended up being my only Jamaican rum pick. Um, <laughs> I very sadly had to sacrifice the other because my my number one priority was I wanted to get both not my number one priority but I really wanted to have both Hampton and Worthy Park represented yeah, yeah. in in my little five bottle budget bar but right. unfortunately I could only pick one and mm-hmm. as I've said before my, my favorite Jamaican distillery is Hampton so I went with an absolute classic. This isn't one that is going to be new to anyone, but it's just if I'm building, you know, my under thirty dollar bar, I have to have this bottle in it, and it's it's right at the line. It's okay. it's generally about twenty nine dollars. Oh, I know what it's, this is. It's Smith and Cross. What? So, wait, wait, what? Are you, wait, are you serious? What did you think I was going to say? Rumfire. Oh no no yeah um, I, I did think about Rumfire. Oh, um, so I, Smith and Cross. I, I love Rumfire. Yeah, Smith and Cross. So it's it's uh, it contains rum from Hampton. It is not yeah. a product uh, made by Hampton specifically, but there's no age statement. Uh, multiple sources say it's generally a blend between six months and three years. It's a product of the distributor House Alpins. Uh, mm. They presumably sourced the rum from Ian Shear. I don't have 100% factual confirmation of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they use the traditional designations of plumber and Wetterburn to describe the rums within the blend. Plumber meaning ester count between 150 to 200. Right. And Wetterburn meaning ester count between 200 to 300. Uh, bottled at 57% ABV. So this is a big, bold, funky rum from Jamaica. It's wonderful. I think it's really an introduction for a lot of people into what a funky Jamaican rum is uh, because it's so prevalent. It's used in so many bars. It has its own little cult following and everything. It's Mm -hmm. just such a versatile rum. Like you can make great cocktails with it. I can have this rum on its own and I think it's, I think it's great. It may be, you know, a little bit harsh. I might throw an ice cube in there, maybe proof it down a little bit. But this was the Mm -hmm. other thing about this challenge is so many of the rums available in here are either going to be 40% 43 percent i needed some beef you know i needed some power in my bar even if i'm not always going to drink these by themselves you can blend them with the lower abv products and get something you know kind of in the middle you could add a little bit of water and proof it down so again i need some versatility i need some big funky jamaican rum in there so i went with smith and cross and um, the other one I was going to imp- include actually was a white overproof, and I was going to include rum bar overproof. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I that's always been one that I liked, but after spending a few days with Zan in Charleston and going around to different bars that serve rum bar and getting some really great rum bar cocktails <laughs> made for me, um, I, yeah, I, I wanted to edge it in there, but unfortunately, I I, I can only choose one, so I, I'm I'm going to go with Smith and Cross here. I, so I, I'm not surprised by this, uh, and I in fact, I did I did consider it, and then I was like, yeah, Will's going to pick that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, w- I wanted to give you an aside, though. I know you are on uh, Reddit sometimes. Did you uh-huh. happen to see the Reddit thread that talks about Smith and Cross? And there was somebody that was asking, like, hey, I need to buy either Appleton or Smith and Cross. Which one do I buy? I think I and did see that recently. Did, did you see? So I was really interested in this because many of the answers were like. Oh my God, Smith and Cross is going to melt your face off. 
And I was like, what? I really? think I know where you're going with it. And you mean from like a, a funk standpoint? Yes, yes. Yeah. Like way funky. Again, this is one of those things. I, I think we talked about this on a recent episode, maybe, where I almost don't even like describing something as funky, even though like I literally right. just did. So I'm already right. a hip- hypocrite. But just because I think the way people interpret and experience that is really different. And the way Smith and Cross is funky is actually completely different in a lot of ways mm. from like the way Rumbar Overproof or Rumfire are funky, even though, I mean, Rumfire is from the same distillery. Right. But I, I think if you're someone who is new to funkier rums, um, like let's say the closest to a funky rum you've ever had is Appleton, for example. Then this one's right. Then this one really yeah. will possibly melt your face off. It's, 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 like if, if you're new to it, it is it is a wallop of that overripe banana you know funky pineapple kind of kind of blast in the face and especially at 57 percent, which you know if you're not accustomed to drinking stuff in that range it it really is like a shock to the system the first time you have it i will say Mm. i think it's one of those rums that like as you get deeper into funky rum like if you if you go beyond that and then you come back to it it's it's remarkable like how much more like tame and even kind of like refined it feels in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like actually, I was at a bar not too long ago, and the bartender gave uh, me and the guy I was with. Uh, he just he knew we were into rum. He poured us a shot and handed it to us, and like I I knew it was Jamaican. He didn't tell us what it was, and I took a sip of it, and I was like, this is like way too refined and just easy to drink than Smith and Cross. And it, like, it was Smith and Cross. <laughs> um, it's, it, it really, I, I just think the more you drink rum, the more that one is, is right. almost like a laid back sipper almost sometimes, you know, it's wild how that happens. But yeah, um, yeah, I just, I, I know it's not breaking news, but this is one where I just, you know, I, I gotta have this. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it deserves to be there. Absolutely. And for the price again, that price of under $30, it's a really fantastic yep. bottle to have. If Stolen so, Overproof were still around, mm-hmm. it would give it a run for its money. That was right. another Hampton product. I think it was all six-year-old rum in that, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. But it was like absurdly underpriced for whatever it was. And because it was in the 375 ml bottles, it was like $17.99. It yeah. was awesome. But uh, I think that's pretty much mostly dried up now so smith and cross is the way to go but where did you go next moving on to mine uh next pick here i I mentioned that i picked up a rum on my recent trip to europe Mm -hmm. and i picked that rum up because a the price was right okay b it's freaking great okay c it's not at all available in the united states of america see i I would have guessed that this was going to be like the way you described it the first place my mind goes is rum agricole but i Mm. know you already did a cane juice and it sounded like that was your only cane juice so now i'm really intrigued as oh i think i might know what this is is this something that is not allowed to be purchased in the u.s that is correct okay so so yes but i I think most people will get it by now but before i say what it is i want to say i'm going to cheat just a bit and have a substitute choice for the usa also since this one is not available in the usa so I'll, i'll start with my choice here it's havana club three Okay. And Havana Club 3 from Cuba. This is the mm-hmm. Cuban uh, version, not the Bacardi Puerto yep. Rican made one. And this is uh, available for just under $30 uh, or the equivalent of for the 750 ml. Sometimes you see the one liter bottle as well, which is okay. a little bit more. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's a, a three-year-old filtered rum made in Cuba. And in my mind, this is the quintessential rum to experience 
for a true daiquiri or mojito and what those should really taste like, which it's just hard to beat that. Uh, And if I could, I would have an endless supply of this on hand. I Um, I will say a a friend of mine in Nashville recently got some Havana Club 3 by way of Canada, and he mm -hmm, did a little daiquiri face-off between that. And also, I've been meaning to mention this, but a few years back, there, there was a rum that was very, very popular as a daiquiri rum called Kanya Brava. That is, yeah. it comes from Panama. And I've then been it, di- for that. Yeah. it disappeared uh, yeah. for several years. It was out of production. Right. As I understand it, it's back because oh, I really? just I just discovered it here in Nashville. Again, oh. as did my friend who has the Havana Club three year. And um, I was a little surprised. It's it's a similar, it's so it's, it's made by, uh, it's a Don Poncho product yeah. who literally used to make rum for Havana Club in Cuba. Right. And right. it's, three years uh, filtered. So going for the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I bought a bottle. It was $35, which I was like, Mm. this feels kind of expensive for what it is. And I honestly have to say I was super disappointed. Um, Really? Not that it was bad. It was just totally unremarkable. And my buddy who has the Havana Club three star did a daiquiri face off. And he said it was the Havana Club no contest. So I haven't done the back-to-back comparison yet, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just it just thought of that, and I know some people listening. I'm I'm interested if you had Kanye Brava before it disappeared because I didn't try it before it disappeared. Mm-hmm. I'm just neither did curious I. Yeah. if you think the new one is uh is the same as the old one. I'd be curious to know. So hmm. send us an email, host at rumcast.com. Let me know. Please continue, yeah, though. That's uh, been something I've been trying to source for a while, but I'm glad that you took the li- the dive and could give me the information on the new one, so I don't need to try. Well, that's it. just one. That's uh, just one one person's, one person's opinion, opinion. So yeah, I trust your opinion. You know, most of the time. Except except on <laughs> RL Seal Ten. Exactly. Well, you're, yeah, I mean, you're allowed to be wrong every now and then. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so uh, Havana Club Three. Uh, I don't know what they're sprinkling in that stuff, but man, it's magic. That, it's, that makes it sound like there's something uh, shady going on with it. <laughs> so well, I don't hey, think you I were don't trying to hint at that. But yeah. no, 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 no. I'm, I don't. I don't think that that's happening. But whatever it is that they're doing there with it, it's really, really fantastic product. If you are in the United States and you leave the United States, do not leave without getting a bottle of this. If you're a rum fan, uh, you will thank me later. So now, okay, I, I mentioned I'm cheating a little bit because I just don't, didn't fi- think it was fair for our US audience uh, to not have it like a substitute. So are you like edging in a, a sixth I am. pick here? Maybe, you, you, maybe I am. You open this by being like, <laughs> I, I really followed the rules, you know, I abided by everything, I'm on my best behavior now, and, and now you're already just throwing I all meant, of that out the window? I meant that I'm following the rules, the parameters that we were given, and that this one just felt like, you know, for, for our fans, Will, for our fans, you know, uh, the, the few that are out there that I thought I had to have, you know, a USA substitute here. But I, I okay. need to explain a little bit, because the thing is, as you pointed out rightly, there really isn't a good USA substitute for Havana Club 3. There's there's so, not, I would I would say there's not like a one-to-one substitute. Right. I will it, say, um, you know, talking about Reddit, um, there is a, uh, a reviewer on Reddit. I cannot remember their username right now. Mm-hmm. But they are a very big advocate of Selvaray White really? as a substitute for Havana Club. And that. that's okay. another Don Poncho product. Yeah. Um, I know we hear Selvaray, we think of Bruno Mars, of course, yes. first. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's a Don Poncho product. Uh, huh. I, I haven't bought it yet. I, I think I, I will admit just the fact that it's a celebrity brand just... I have a prejudice against that to a degree that is yeah, unfair. Yeah. I should probably give it a fair chance, but I just want to throw that out there. I'm I, curious to hear other people's thoughts. It's on funny that you mention well. that. I, I also do not like that bottle. Oh, uh, really? The, the, yeah, I, I would have guessed it was one that, that you liked. It looks nope. like it's got the John Gullah 
uh, nope. style. For me, it's nope. too. It's just too overdone. Ostentatious oh. would be the right word. For that. Okay. Um, Glad we got to include that word on the podcast. Yes, yes. Um, so, all right. Anyway, back to this. You, you said it perfectly. I actually had that in my notes. It's not a one-to-one substitute. So thank nice. you for, for being on the same page there. But there's something about this rum that is available in the United States that is similar in certain ways and different in others. Okay. Because uh, this is an aged rum. Well, b- both are aged, actually, Havana yeah. Club 3. But this one's uh, seven years aged. Uh, and it is a Puerto Rican rum. Okay. Um, but uh, I'm just I'm putting it in here because for its price, uh-huh. I just think it's freaking fantastic and is yeah. not getting enough attention. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This is Don, Don Q7. Q7. Yeah. Right. The Don Q7 is really fucking good. It is good. Really it was, good. It was on my short list. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's really good. I won't spend a lot of time talking about it since I'm breaking the rules by by pushing it in here. Yeah. But it's not the same, like I said, as a mixer for a, a daiquiri or mojito or anything. But for a sipping rum that can also be used in a cuba libre or or a bunch of other things, man, it's it, this one needs to be pushed more. For for me, this is <laughs> this may be a hot take. I don't know. Uh, but this is better than the Gran Añejo or the Gran Reserva, the one that's like twice as expensive. More Look, than twice. I, I yeah. got Don Q7 for 28 recently. I think the the, the Gran Añejo is uh, like 64. 52? Okay. Oh, okay. I'm seeing it for 64 up here. Okay. I haven't had that one in a while. I have to revisit before making that judgment. But I'll, I'll at least agree that Don Q7 is, is underrated. And you can make a really great daiquiri or mojito with it. I, I would could. say it's 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 going to have that like aged um, right. but it's influence not the traditional. to it. Right. So yeah, right. it's, it's not going to be like the, the go-to classic daiquiri run. But you could make a really tasty daiquiri with it. So, all right. A- anyways, that was my point was I would... Mm, I would rather have two bottles of Don Q7 than one bottle of the Don Q Gran mm. Añejo. All right, all right. Uh, I really like it that much more. I think it's just hitting the sweet spot. But by the way, that doesn't mean the, the Gran Añejo Don Q is bad. I think it's actually a very good product as well. I'm just right. saying that it's this just the Don value Q7, equation. the value is, is there and it is really great. So pick this bottle up. By the way, yes, bottle design. This one is really like hits me where I live. This Don Q7 bottle is like, I want to put it out on my bar and have it be like the face of anything I'm looking at because it is just for me, the perfect representation of a bottle of a premium rum. I, I really um, like the bottle, like the glass. It has those like yes. lines up and down the side. It does. Those are yeah. nice. It feels it, good. Everything in the about hand. it is beautiful. Um, yep. the, the, just something about the label isn't, Really? I, don't, I, I, don't, I love it. I, I don't love know it. What it. It oozes is. quality to me. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I think it's a, a little unfortunate that like they made like the Q gigantic, like yeah. just That's as like and on got super right? popular. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> Oh I man! See, I see the big Q. Did and not make that connection. Yeah, that's just. Uh, but thank I, you. Now I'll have to think about that every I know. time I look at it. Apologies in advance, um, uh, but yeah, but I, I will say it's it's a really it's a great. I, there's something about the way a bottle feels in the hand, um, mm-hmm. and that's one. It just like the it's like the perfect circumference in some way. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming over to the dark side, Will. That's right. It, do, yeah. it does make a difference. All right, All right um, let's, let's move on. Yeah. I'll make my next one. Pick uh, my next pick quick because i i did i wanted to have a classic daiquiri rum in there okay okay and um i went with denizen aged white rum um so this is i'm actually yep. kind of cheating here because this is a blend of trinidad <laughs> yeah and jamaica so there's mm-hmm. a jamaica component but i was gonna point that out i'm glad whatever yeah. whatever i'm stretching it just mm-hmm. a little bit the price on this is phenomenal for what you're getting it's 18 to 23 bucks um, I, I believe the the stats on it. I'm just going to pull them up real quick. So 
It's uh, it's Trinidad rum aged up to five years. That's Colin distilled. It's from Angostura, and then three year old pot still Jamaica rum those are blended together I don't know if they say the the uh ratio of those uh, mm-hmm. if I had to guess I would think it's like at least 65 to 70 to maybe even 80 percent Trinidad rum but that Jamaica just adds that little bit of flavor but the Trinidad right. you know the column still and everything adds that like crispness that, that you like in a, a daiquiri daiquiris really pop with it and like I said the price is just uh fantastic for what it is so I wanted a simple go-to daiquiri rum in my lineup and so that's what i went with okay i mean that makes total sense i actually did consider this on the short list both the denizen uh white and the eight year i think it was Uh, i didn't reserve yes the merchant's reserve i've yet to find that one under 30 dollars um okay if i did find it i i think that's a phenomenal rum for again it, it hits that sweet spot for me of it really is good in cocktails but honestly I can have it on its own and I've got mm-hmm. no complaints. So they're they're doing a great job. And yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that for my my daiquiri rum. I'll do my next one here and also keep this one fairly short. Um but I think this one might surprise you a little okay. actually. So, uh we're headed to St. Lucia now. Oh. Uh and another bottle that I think brings a unique St. Lucia profile with it is All very right. good quality, but at a really discounted price compared to many other St. Lucia rums on the market. I'm so, curious to hear which one this this is because I I am a big St. Lucia fan, but that price range to me is not where they mm-hmm. shine. Uh so this is Bounty Gold. Oh okay. Um, See, I'm I'm pretty unfamiliar with the Bounty products. We don't really get them up here and mm-hmm. I just haven't gone out of my way to really dive dive into them. Yeah, they're hard to find uh, around here too, but you can locate them and some online distiller, uh, sorry, okay. some online retailers will ship them to you as well. But so Bounty Gold is, uh, is a full column distilled rum. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's lightly aged between two and three years and run you an amazingly affordable $20. Yeah. Which is great. I- I've talked a lot on our show about Admiral Rodney's, uh, mm-hmm. also fully column distilled from St. Lucia dist- Distillers. Uh, we both love the Chairman's Reserve line. And, yep. you know, you could find a Chairman's reserve uh, i think for under 30 as well it's right about that line yeah and, um, and uh, you know i said that's not the price point where where they shine and mm-hmm. and to me that that the the standard aged chairman's reserve release mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. the one that like it's just to me having it on its own it just doesn't have enough going on yeah. for me to really enjoy it like that and yep. there's there's other mixing rums that i kind of prefer there once you get like the next tier of the Chairman's Reserve products, right. I think legacy, they're great. Like I, I think the, in the our ones. our year end one, I said legacy. The Chairman's Reserve Legacy yeah. was like most underrated. Yeah, I think that one's more like forty to fifty 40. range. But mm-hmm. um, so again, they do have some phenomenal affordable rums. But for me personally, like under this, um, yeah. Of course, I but I do need to I, I need to experiment with Bounty when I can get my hands on it. I think you'd be pleasantly surprised with it. Uh, right. Again, it, it's it's not going to knock your socks off and it's not going to compete with the Admiral Rodney's or one, the Chairman's Reserve legacy mm-hmm. that you mentioned. I don't think it can quite get there. But again, you're paying twice as little for it, if not more, at right. 20 bucks. Right. And I do think what it does is it brings the characteristic of those rums. If it, This is a perfect introduction to me to what St. Lucia rum can be. Uh, especially, you know, those that are uninitiated or haven't really got it, it it's a steal at that that price that it is. So I think this one is probably going to be more challenging to sip 
the of all on my list really it's probably less of the sipper and better used uh, in a mixing type of capacity but i still still think you could sip this one and when you, you say challenging mad. when you say challenging i'm i'm interpreting that as you're not necessarily saying like it's overly harsh or like odd in any way it's probably more just kind of like simple right thank you that's a a good uh point of distinction what i mean by that is challenging it's it's I wouldn't say it's overly harsh, but there mm-hmm. is, it's less rounded sure, uh, than sure. some of the other products that you may, you know, have that we talk about all this time from St. Lucia on it. So it's less rounded uh, and maybe a little bit less complex. So just, you know, with that in mind, keep that in mind. But if you've got 20 bucks to burn and you're looking for a good rum and maybe, you know, you're in here in a shop with Bounty, you should pick it up. The Bounty Gold is a really great product. I think I would say maybe just like it's a paper towel namesake. Uh, bounty rum should also be a quicker picker upper if you happen to see it oh my god uh, wow that, don't uh, miss it. Yeah. that needs like a little jingle behind it or something <laughs> it's not quilted but it is a quicker picker upper um <laughs> oh man so so yeah that that's my uh my fourth pick there and i think it's a good one all right i i'm gonna move on to what to me was the most challenging of this exercise and that was okay. finding the cane juice rum in this price range that mm-hmm. i wanted to feature because for me almost all of the cane juice rums that i really like enthusiastically enjoy are just like a little bit pricier you know Mm -hmm. like i'd love to have like nissan blanc or something Mm -hmm. like that or even gm blanc and stuff but i i just can't find where they're being sold for under 30 dollars so i felt it wouldn't be true to the the challenge to do that but I wanted to have an unaged rum agricole in here. Uh, that's just a style of rum that I really like. And on yep. the right day, it just like it hits perfectly. So I wanted something from that style. So what I went with was Rum Clement Blanc, um, which is, you know, their standard 40% ABV mm. unaged rum agricole. It's from Martinique. Uh, you know, it's 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 checks all the agricole boxes you want. Uh, just my only the only reason I don't sound so enthusiastic is just because there are others that I prefer. Um, this one though, you can get in the usually in like the 26 to 30 range. There are some places you'll find where it's over $30, but you can definitely find it for under. Um, I think you even saw it at Total Wine for like. 22 bucks or something like like really inexpensive so yeah. you know it's clean it's pleasant it's it's not as in your face as a lot of other agricoles which is like i sometimes find it like a little bit boring but um in terms of just like i want that style represented in my bar and so right. if this is the best i can get i'm not going to complain about it there I, I wish i could spend a few more dollars but i do think this is absolutely serviceable you know you can have it on its own you can make a little tea punch you can make a daiquiri with it. You can blend it with other stuff. It's going to provide that fresh cane, you know, brightness, yeah. grassiness and everything. It's just not going to be as, uh, uh, to me, it's a little less complex than, than the, the Nissans, the GMs of the world. But mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that's that's what I'm going with there. I, I For some reason, Clement is not my favorite of the agricoles. It's not uh, mine either. And I will say the, the Con Blue, I think, is a significant step up from mm-hmm. this one. Which I have not tried. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's it's over $30. So for this, this challenge, unacceptable. I, I think it's a good pick, though, because I agree with you that that style really should be represented. And this is where I, I likewise had the challenge. So mm-hmm. my number five, I was trying to figure out, gosh, do I go with an unaged agricole here? Mm-hmm. Or do I go with another unaged rum? If I had six... I would include the unaged agricole and the one I'm about to tell you. Um, okay. But I think my preference would be, although it is harder to find for an unaged agricole, 
The St. James Imperial Blanc. See, Have you Saint, had this? No, so St. James is one of those that, that I am unfamiliar with because it's just not... I, I've, I've tasted St. James at some point, you know, mm-hmm. but I, only one time and, you know, just a small amount. So not really enough to have like a fully fledged opinion on it. But mm-hmm. I do know that theirs are like super affordable. I think that bottle is what, like 18 bucks or something like that. Yep. So it, it's technically this is not my pick. So I'm going to just really quickly gloss over it. you're squeezing in another one that is not... <laughs> technically nope. your pick no nope. you're gonna end I'm up with like nine things in no, this what are you no, doing nope nope i'm commenting on your pick and <laughs> okay. saying that you would be well to consider whether it's yep. Clermont or saint james as your pick for an unaged agriculture it's it's um, on, it's on my list and even as i was putting this together i was like i really need to compare those so i can have a more informed take here but yeah. you know for, for the sake of this i'm going to go with what i know which is the that the makes sense block. yeah uh, and 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 i can respect that obviously yeah it if you have the St. James Imperial Blanc in your area, I would urge you to do the same thing as Will and and try to pick up a bottle of that for cheap because it is, a, I think, a really a standout agricole rum. Similar in certain ways to the the issues of, you know, it's 40% ABV. It might be a little less complex than some of the others, but uh, still really, really good stuff. Uh, I, I will, particularly I'll, like I'll, the nose. Yeah. Real, real quickly, another one I yeah. con- considered here that I do think is, is really good and is in this price range mm-hmm. is actually... Jeremy Rums Blanc from Louisiana that I was telling you about. Uh, I sat in with the distiller in Charleston at the judging. Uh, They're doing a really lovely job with that. Uh, It's not agricole, but it is 100% Louisiana cane juice. It's I I don't know what the exact price point is, but I do believe it's going to be in that $20 to $30 range. That was kind of like their goal in creating it. And it's uh, it's super approachable. And yeah, so that's one that's my my eyes on that as well. It honestly probably could have been a coin flip between those two. I haven't had that obviously yet. Uh, it's not available down by me, but you know we're going to see each other in person soon. Yep. So you know maybe you'll be willing to share with me your share oh, of me. Oh, um, <laughs> oh you're just slinging the ad, the the ad slogans here. This is just free marketing ideas. Ideas. Yep, that's what we do uh, as part of the podcast. We provide those free marketing ideas to everybody. Yeah. No, it sounds really interesting. I would like to try that. So hopefully mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get a, a chance to try that one soon. So really quickly, just to round this out because we already kind of mentioned it uh, in passing. My number five was Rumfire uh, uh, from, yes. or is Rumfire from yes. Hampton Distillery. Um, you mentioned it already. I, I needed, number one, I needed an unaged. So uh-huh. I was deciding between the unaged agricole and this one. Uh, and, and, and just just to, to, to remind everyone, the yeah. Havana Club does not count as unaged, even though it's clear because it's aged for three years and filtered. Yes, yes. Even though uh, you would use it, like the, a lot of similar right. contexts you might mm-hmm. use an actual unaged drum, but yeah. It's easy to make the mistake, and yeah. I think even I made the mistake quickly of saying it was unaged, but you know, quickly caught myself, because yep. you, you do think of it in that category in a way, yeah. uh, like you said. Uh, but yeah, R- Rumfire is an actual unaged uh, rum, 63% ABV, so bringing the beef, like you yep. said, I needed something that was going to do that. Um, the best way I've heard uh, somebody describe this uh, is that this can be like salt, on any drink like you seasoning, want, you, yeah. uh-huh. you sprinkle that shit into everything, and it's going to make it better. And and honestly, if you can get to it, like we were talking about earlier, if if your palate will allow, it, it, you can sip this uh-huh. uh, and really enjoy it. I would not recommend too much, but you know, or or maybe trying to find a way to get an ice cube water down a little bit because it that sixty three percent is powerful, and this one is is powerful. But it, it is it really just it brings everything I want in that overproof Jamaican uh, estuary rum that I think it's, is just fantastic. It's what yeah. I call a room filler in that when you open yes. the bottle, the room smells like the bottle. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> um, it does. It fills the glass and it fills
fills the room. You're right. And uh, it's hard to beat at, you know, I see it for roughly 26 to $28. Yeah. I mean, you know, how can was you it do a tough better? choice for you deciding between that and I, I call them like the holy trinity of Jamaican overproof. So I always think of them together. It's Rumfire, it's Ray and Ray. Nephew, mm-hmm. which is from J. Ray and Nephew's New Yarmouth Distillery, and then you have Rumbar right. Overproof, which is from Worthy Park. Um, it, how did you make that decision? Well, so one thing I need to do is I really need to sit down with all three of those again at some point and just kind of go through them. And I haven't done that recently. The the reasons I kind of uh, picked Rum Fire over this one, well, let me let me start actually by saying Rum Bar I think has come a long way, and I do think it it does actually compete with Rum Fire and Ray. Ray is the classic. I, I think you know I enjoy a Ray and Ting. Uh, every now and then and a rum fire and ting can work just as well too yeah but if there's just i don't know something about rum fire that i was mentioning that you can put it into some other cocktails and mixes and it just livens it up Mm -hmm. and I, i don't know that i've found quite the same impact with uh, using Ray and and Rumbar, although I haven't done it much, I definitely they're, they're all super super flavorful. Um, but in terms of just like sheer brute force of flavor, right. I think Rumfire is the leader, and then I would put Rumbar Overproof and then Ray and Nephew. Yeah, the tough thing for me with comparing these is I feel like you really need to compare them in drinks in addition to comparing yeah. them on their own. And that's kind of a pain if you're just doing it at home by yourself and you're not an actual bartender. I know just like I was saying, like going around to different bars with with Zan in Charleston and like having actual bartenders make me Mm -hmm. run bar overproof drinks. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, these are and like I, I can't figure out like. I can make a daiquiri at home and use the exact same like ratios and everything else as yeah. a bartender at a bar. Mine never tastes as good <laughs> as the ones at the bar. <laughs> I don't know why, but like, yeah, even just having like a rum bar or daiquiri at a bar, I was like, God, this is so much. And I was, I was taking into account, you know, like I'm with fun people, I'm in a fun mm-hmm. place and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe that's influencing it some, but I just, in the hands of the right person, they can do stuff with those rums that I am not as good at doing. And you know, just having more rum bar in those settings, like it was, it was rising in my mind. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. maybe, maybe having a, a blunter instrument like rum fire uh, at your home disposal might help you to, in a, in a weird way, if thinking about it in that way, to craft cocktails that you can get more out of it. Maybe and so we can be. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, that could be totally wrong, but maybe that's one reason. For me, it's just it was looking at the three of those and saying, which one do I really want? If I have to have five on a deserted island, it's probably rum fire. Yeah. Well, I won't fault you for that. It's it's always been kind of my favorite out of those. So can I can I end things with uh, a rum that's even more high octane? Yes. So, <laughs> oh, I, I, wait, what? That's yeah, exactly. Hard to do. Okay. How much more high octane can you get than uh, 63% uh, ABV? Well, I can guess. I can guess. But go ahead. I want to hear. I want to hear from from you. Yeah. So this last one is another one that I, I think is probably not surprising. It's a rum yeah. that we've discussed on this podcast before. People know about it. I do have apologies to our listeners outside the U.S. because I know this is not readily available. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Hamilton 151. 75% ABV, so quite a step up from the 63%. <laughs> but the thing that continuously amazes me about this rum is how drinkable it and Now, I'm not saying I'm pouring like a glass of it neat all the time mm-hmm. and just swigging it back, but you, if you pour it neat to taste and just like just taste it, it's not going to like 
you know melt the skin off. well you don't yeah. have skin in your mouth but it's not going to melt you know the roof of your mouth or anything or like set your it on tonsils fire, won't right? fall yeah. off gotcha exactly it's remarkably drinkable at that proof but the mm-hmm. good thing about it is it, it's really great when blended in small quantities with other rums uh and what this is by the way it's it's all rum sourced from Demerara distillers in Guyana. Uh, yeah. The blend contains rum up to five years. I, I actually don't know if the info is available in terms of which stills the various components came from, but it does taste like to me that there's some small amount from the wooden stills there, um, mm-hmm. either the Port Moran or Versailles or maybe both. It's it's really just awesome. Like you you get this like really nice fruitiness, like a little bit of that. That, that smoky earthiness quality that uh, DDL is really known for. Yeah. And again, you can just, you know, you can proof it down on your own if you want. You can use it in drinks. You can mix it with other rums in really fun ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's usually, in some places, it's going to be over $30. Not everywhere. I know Benny's online has it for $27.99. Aster has it at $29 right, right now. And, you know, I thought about going with the Hamilton... Uh, 86 which essentially mm-hmm. is the same rum just uh proofed down but yeah. i thought i need some versatility in this bar so i'll just go with the highest proof possible and that just gives me a little bit more control over it so i i love that rum i always try to have it on hand and um yeah it, at the price point i think it's really tough to beat and mm-hmm. i really just wanted to get a Demerara rum in there as well because i i just love that flavor profile and it's so unique and I need it. I want it. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad it. you did. Yeah, I, I'm glad you put it in. Um, I, I love Guyanese rum as well, but I find it harder to find ones that I can put in my bar for sipping that are unaltered, un- yeah. no additives. It's it's harder to Which find. Which this one nowadays. is. Right. But uh, yeah, so that's I, good. We've, we've, we've talked about that before. It's, it's a challenge. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I did consider the Hamilton uh, Florida Rum Society blend. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is really good. And I think, though, Jamaica it's right and over Demerara. 30. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's like $32. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it didn't qualify. But I can see how uh, the Hamilton 151, especially with your other picks, just marries mm-hmm. well with all of that to, to give you so many options. And, and it's a, a fantastic value as well, obviously, for what you get in that bottle. I kind of want to do a little experiment blending that with the RL Seal, twin, uh, RL, oh. RL Seal 10. Um, yeah. Maybe like a, you know, maybe like an 80-20 ratio or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm really huh. interested to see how those can play together. Why, well, why not? Why stop there? Why not just uh, throw in some rum fire too? Well, I was thinking, of, I was, <laughs> you know, it's sticking with my five bottles. So I think Smith and Cross in there oh, as well. Oh, and then you have that you Jamaica, Guyana, Barbados, you know, kind of like a, a classic, would be interesting. A classic pairing. That, so. Yeah. That would be interesting to put all five of our picks together. I don't know that that would be any good. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Interesting. That, yes. Yeah. I think um, the, um, the, the Denizen white in my lineup would kind of take a beating. Um, <laughs> But that, that might be kind of like, it depends what we're going for. But that, that could be a whole other uh, episode for discussion. But yeah, I think we've ended up with some good places. I'm really curious to hear if you're listening, you know, what your picks would be in this. And maybe, John, maybe we can put a post out there that like has our lineups and just have people vote on like which right. one so that- they, they think is better. We, so that we can definitively see that I right. will beat you in, in my picks. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Rather than if, just guessing. If, yeah. if it helps you to imagine, you know, that being the result, if that is going to make you feel better on this <laughs> Sunday, then I'll, I'll let you have it for now. But I, I think we should totally do that. But with the caveat that we have to put how much 
our total came to. So of the five rums, what was the the total price? Because I think I beat you. Okay. So. Well, you did, but I mean that wasn't part of the <laughs> equation. I mean, technically, I think yours is a little less expensive than mine. But I'm um, I'm only saying just hey, if I get more votes than you, okay. and I spent less money, dude, that's that doesn't look good for you. Oh, well, man. I would I, I would say the only chance you have of getting more votes <laughs> is because you spent less money. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know what? I'm just for that. I'm gonna make sure my my wife votes for me. All right, all right. I'll, I'll let you all have right, the extra well. help. I think you might need it. Like like I was saying, um, let us know what your picks would be. Send us an email, host at rumcast.com. That's h o s t at rumcast.com. Um, or John, they can find us on social media. Where where are we again? We're we're everywhere and everything and everywhere all at once. For those of you who are, I've heard that's that supposed to be soon. good. Yep, uh, I'm very interested to go see it. I haven't seen it yet. But a- anyway, yes, we are all over the place on social media: YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, what's that other one? Instagram. Yeah, that's the one. Instagram. We just we just will. We crossed two thousand followers. All on right. Instagram this that's month. That's cool. Thanks which everyone. Which is pretty cool because we really don't do a whole lot. In fact, we need to do more. I we think. Do more. And we'll try to post more on there uh, and show you maybe what we're up to and uh, some things like that. But uh, yeah, thank you all for for following us, and that's where you can. Reaches is at the Rumcast yep. uh, at any of those platforms, T H E Rumcast, uh, and you can uh, interact with us there uh, as you will, and let us know uh, what's going on, what your thoughts are on this episode. Did we miss anything in our lineups? Of course, we probably did. I mean, yep. we you know we had to narrow it down, and I'm sure there are things out there. But what are some things that you think we really did miss that are under that thirty dollar uh, limit, but that really need more attention? And don't forget, you can also support the show now at Patreon.com/slash The Rum. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the rumcast. We're actually having our first patron only online happy hour together. We're going to hang out. We're going to drink some rum. Maybe we'll talk more about these picks and everything together. That's going to be April 27th. So uh, if you want to to come hang out with us, just go to patreon.com slash the rumcast. Join there. And uh, yeah, we'd love to drink some rum with you. But John, until then, uh, I know we've got a fun interview coming up this week that'll probably end up being our next episode. It may or may not involve one of the mm. brands that we discussed on this very show um, that we haven't teaser. talked to before. Spoiler alert. So, yep. hey, that's a tease. That's a tease. Yep. Little hint. Um, so, stay tuned for that. But, uh, yeah, until then, uh, yep. I'll talk to you. All righty. As always, thank you all for listening so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye.